And I think there's a massive disservice that advisors, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's by fault uh, by any means, but a massive disservice that advisors are doing for their clients, and it's accepting surface face value answers. Joining me on Bridging the Gap today is the president and partner at Sweet Financial Partners and popular podcast host, Brittany Anderson. Brittany opens up in this episode about wanting to be an actress and an author, and then how that all transitioned into getting into the financial world. And then we spend some time digging into the importance of advisors having the mindset of extending their knowledge beyond wealth management. And we talk about some of these pillars that Brittany and her team follow to guide clients through their financial experience. Brittany and I also get into how her and her team are helping their clients by giving them resources and strategies and helping them think through living a healthier, longer, and more resilient life. It's super inspiring, super innovative, and was just an awesome conversation. So this was one of those conversations where you're going to learn something new about a different perspective of another advisor in our industry. And I'm so appreciative for Brittany for opening up, for joining us here. And so without further ado, let's jump into another episode of Bridging the Gap with Brittany Anderson. This is Bridging the Gap with your host, Matt Reiner. Brittany Anderson, welcome to Bridging the Gap. Thank you so much for spending time with us. How are you? How's everything in your world? It is so good, so amazing, and I am super pumped to be here today. This is fun. This is uh, I, I'm really excited about talking about what y'all are doing with Sweet Financial, about your book, about a lot of things going on in the industry. I love having other advisors on this podcast because I think it's sometimes a community where we don't all learn from each other. And this gives us an opportunity for us to learn from each other. There's a lot of business out there. We're all going to be able to have access to it. We don't have to shun away from the community. And this is why I love having other advisors on. So I'm stoked about this conversation before we get into the conversation, I always like to learn about people's journey. I think that understanding the journey, because we all get to the point we are in our own unique way. And so I have two questions for you, right? One, what is your journey? But I like to start that question by saying the 13-year-old Brittany Anderson, I mean, I don't, was it to be this financial, in the financial services world, wealth management world? What did the 13-year-old Brittany Anderson want to be? And then take us through that journey from there to where you are today. So the 13-year-old Brittany Anderson wanted to be an actress and a famous dancer and a businesswoman and uh, an author and insert all of these different things. You know, it's kind of funny because when you think about the journey going into college, so this this Brittany who has all these great ideas going into college, I was one of those kids that changed my majors. I think it was like four times. You know, I think I started in like psychology and I was like, oh, the science classes are horrible. Uh, then I kind of migrated to communications and English. And then finally I landed on business management. And the thing that I found or the common theme throughout all of these majors is that I love people and I love being able to help impact and feel like I'm contributing to something that's even bigger than myself. So 
at that time, if you would have asked me if I would have landed and had now over 14 years or almost 14 years in the financial services or wealth advisory field, I would have said you were crazy. I would have said there's no way. But I I think back in when I was in college, I was actually managing uh, at a jewelry store. It was a large jewelry chain. I had worked my way up very, very quickly and was running a team. We were doing, you know, pretty darn well in our sales and all that good stuff. And the one thing that I found out very quickly was that corporate America was not for me. I didn't like feeling bound by certain rules or regulations or having to say things in exact certain way. And I felt it was very stifling for me. So all of a sudden, this job opportunity pops up in my small hometown of Fairmont, Minnesota. And uh, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was so drawn to this company. Fast forward, I now realize that it was because of the entrepreneurial nature. It was how the job description was crafted. It was the website and the presence. It was just different than anything I had seen up to that point in my very young life. So applied for the job, ended up landing at Sweet Financial, what was services at the time. It's now Sweet Financial Partners. But I was in the client service realm. And I realized quickly I missed the leadership component. So the the gal, long story short, that was in the operations role, she ended up moving away. And uh, Brian, the founder, who's now one of my business partners, he actually was a little bit skeptical to put me into that position because he hadn't really worked with me at all. So it took a recruiter actually telling him like, hey, stop flashing around your money and all these opportunities to these people out of state, out of city that you don't even know if they're going to stick, put Brittany in the role. So now fast forward, I I moved into the COO role and now president, and I am one of four partners in the firm. So it's been a great journey. Brian and I together have a few other businesses as well, not only supporting the advisor industry, but helping high net worth individuals as a whole. So uh, it's been a fun journey. It's been a long one and it's uh, got a heck of a lot more ahead of it. What a journey. I love that. I mean, that's such an interesting way of getting into the space. And I think that I think that just shows like the entrepreneurial mentality of, you know, having multiple majors, you know, wanted to do multiple things as a kid. Like you you could see it probably it looking back in your life that you were going to be an entrepreneur in some way and a leader because you just love to have your hands in different things. You want you're intrigued, you have this desire to learn and curiosity. You know, as you think about your journey and to where you are today, and you're going to go pick out someone else that you wanted to be kind of your protege, what are some of those qualities that you look for in individuals that that would help them understand or that you believe are drivers that got you to where you are that would get them to where you are today as well? Mm, I love that question. And I've never been asked that before. So I would say that having drive and grit, but even more so towards a purpose that's bigger than yourself. Uh, It was interesting. I was actually listening to a talk and I wish I could give credit to this gentleman because he was genius. So this wasn't my idea, but he talked about how in an interview process, for example, if he's interviewing somebody to join one of his teams, he asked them what their biggest aspiration or biggest dream is for their future. If they couldn't come up with anything, he ended the interview pretty well right after that. But if they could, and it didn't matter. I mean, their biggest dream could be that, you know, they want to be able to 
you know, buy their mom a nice purse someday. And there's a whole story behind it. Or maybe their biggest dream is to be able to make, um, you know, impact a million lives. It doesn't matter what the answer is. It matters that they had that. So for me, when I think about the protege or, or I guess advice to help people be successful or continue in their own journey, it's that grit. It's that ability to dream big. It's the drive and it's the ability to give yourself a little bit of grace when things don't go perfect or things don't go exactly the way that you would have imagined, because I'm a firm believer that things happen for purpose and that if one door doesn't open, it's because there's another door beyond it that was supposed to open for you. So those are the few characteristics I would say. I love that. I love the idea of giving yourself grace. I think that that's such a powerful thing for anybody to help them continue to stay motivated, continue to stay focused on on progress as opposed to perfection is give yourself some grace at, at times, right? You're not going to be perfect and that's okay. And just keep pushing forward. You know, I want to switch gears a little bit and go into Sweet Financial and and how y'all have built the firm that you have. It's really incredible what y'all have been able to build. And I think about the wealth management world and we talked earlier on about community and bringing people together to share because there's enough business out there for everybody. But there are a lot of wealth management firms and there's a lot of competition, right? There's a, you know, there's a, there's a wealth management firm at every block, it seems like. So <laughs> I'm curious how, how you all shape your conversations with your clients to stand out from the crowded room that is wealth management firms across the country. Yeah. You know, this is something that I think should be talked about even more in our industry because, you know, I personally believe that some of the biggest momentum comes from true collaboration versus competition. So I'll tell you first what we will never do, uh, and that is to ever bash another wealth management firm or downgrade or downplay. I know that is how maybe some firms tend to win their business, but that's something that we just don't believe in. So one thing that we do and emphasize is that for us, for our advisory team, for the advisors that are on the ground meeting with clients, they are more than just an advisor because an advisor is put on uh, or, or in their role just to simply inform. For us, we tend to lean more into being leaders because leaders inspire. So when we think about our whole entire uh, operation, how we serve clients and what that differentiator is, years ago, it's been, oh gosh, almost, I think just over a decade ago, our founder had this vision for bringing some formality to helping people realize their dreams and helping people realize possibility. Because the problem is you get in front of somebody and you're like, okay, what's your biggest ambition for the future? You're at this point where you're ready to retire and you know, what do you want to do? And people just have this deer in the headlights look like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to wake up to an alarm. I'll tell you that. So, you know, there's some of the things that, that we decided to put into formality. So we took this vision and we created this trademark four-step process where we're bringing people through an experience, you know, from the time that they call our office to the first time they set foot or have that Zoom appointment or however it is, we're trying to create systems and flows that make them feel like they are the only client, the only person that matters so that they truly feel like they have that customized one-on-one kind of family-like feel when they're interacting with us. So definitely leaning on that differentiator between an advisor versus a leader. You know, I love that idea of as opposed to inform versus inspire, right? In, in, inform, that's how advisors, they tend to just share in, in word vomit, not in a bad way, <laughs> but just word vomit the information to inform, to create ease. But if you inspire, you create motivation. 
which is interesting, right? So you can yeah. ease the client or you can motivate the client. So mm-hmm. I'm curious on this client experience, the four, uh, the, 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 the pillars that y'all have created. Talk us through those. And, and I'm curious, let's first talk through it. And then I want to learn and, and I want to visualize what a client could feel through this entire experience. Yeah. So it's interesting because I'll walk through the the kind of four steps and what led to these pillars now that we live off of and what we're creating. So, you know, when somebody comes in, the four steps, it's it's fairly simple and straightforward. You know, step one is your visioning process. Step two is the blueprint. Step three is the build. And step four is maintenance. And if you think about the journey, and we liken it to, you know, let's just use the, the architectural world. It's called the dream architect. That is the trademark process. If if you think about building, like you have to have a vision for what you want. Same thing goes to your plan. Like, you know, and I know your, your audience of advisors, people listening to this, like you do planning, you understand that you have to get that information from the client, right? So it's opening this vision and giving them the tools and resources that allow them to really think further and lean into their future on what possibility means to them. So they start there, then they come through, and it's time for us to kind of get to work and do some of this blueprinting by asking deep dive questions. And I think there's a massive disservice that advisors, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's by fault uh, by any means, but a massive disservice that advisors are doing for their clients, and it's accepting surface face value answers. So if you have something where let's just say you're you're building a plan for somebody and you're in conversation with this couple and they're saying, you know, I'd really love to have a vacation home down south. You know, we're in the Arctic tundra of Minnesota. There's a heck of a lot of people that like to go south in the winter. So they they give you that at face value. And you're like, okay, great. Let's get to building that in the plan. You know, what do you think you want to spend? What have you looked at? Let's just pause for a minute and let's go a little bit deeper and find out why that's important to them. So, you know, what do they vision there? What are the kind of people that they want to have there? Uh, What kind of life do they see themselves living? What are the activities that they want to do? And really get to the core of what's driving that. Because I think that as a whole, that allows us to advise our clients better and to help them hold true to that vision. So when you have things that are out of control, like market downturns, talks of recession, all that stuff that nobody loves to talk about, but that we have to, it helps them keep that perspective on their bigger goals. So that's a huge part of the blueprinting is going deeper than what they've told us on the surface. And then obviously with the build, that's where you get into the technicalities where we bring and rally our team together. We have a full wealth services department, an amazing client service department that makes sure things stay on track. And then our maintenance mode is really where we're saying, hey, let's take a peek and let's assess this along the way. So what we found through this is that there was a common theme happening working with your higher net worth individual, you know, they, they got to a point where they know what it means to accumulate wealth. They've got that. They've got that on lockdown. You know, they kind of know what they want to do. They know that they're not going to retire by the traditional sense because sailing off into the sunset is probably not super fulfilling. So that's where uh, the founder, Brian Sweet, and I started working on this platform where we're like, what else can we bring to people? How can we innovate in this industry and create something that goes even even deeper. So that's where these five pillars that we're talking about were born. It's, you know, the wealth component is obviously the foundational pillar because that's where we came from. That's the industry that we've known. But then you've got things like health and longevity, legacy, purpose, experiences, 
things that people crave that go even further than just your basic wealth management. So that's really how this new uh, immersive experience was born. And that's really where we're spending a lot of our time and energy to cultivate those experience opportunities for our clients. I, I think that that's such an incredible framework and mentality, right? It extends, I think that advisors need to extend beyond just wealth management today. And that's what you're doing. And so I'm curious how you dive into each of those pillars with your with your clients. Wealth makes sense, right? We're going to figure out how to yeah. accumulate wealth. Health and longevity, like what does that look like? Or or purpose, what does that look like? What does that immersive experience feel like to the end client? Because I think it's so necessary. But is, yeah. you know, I think about it as like financial planning. Everybody says they do financial planning, but only some people go deep. So like, is this just questions? Is it like an immersive experience? How do you help them get over that hump to really understand that pillar? Yeah. You know, when people get to a certain point, what we found is that they no longer are maybe driven by money, by the accumulation of money, I should say, but they're driven by access to these different kind of areas where they're going, okay, you know, maybe I haven't been the greatest about focusing on my health up to this point because I've put everything else in front of it. Um, you know, purpose. People don't always take the time to really think about why am I on this earth? And I'll just use this example. Take somebody who has owned a business for the last, call it 40 years. They get to the point where they have a liquidity event, they, they sell their business, they get away from it. And what happens is, is a big portion of their identity tends to go with that business. So they haven't taken the time to say, well, who am I? What do I want to do? Why am I on this earth at this point? Because now I'm not waking up every day to run a team, run a business, run an operation. Now I'm pivoting and I don't really know what I'm doing. So what we've done is we don't by any means need to want to be experts in each of those different fields. But what we have done is tapped into our network, our entrepreneurial network, and we've cultivated some of the top talent from all of these different sectors to be able to bring those people to the clients or, you know, non-clients, you know, maybe prospective clients down the road that want to participate in these immersive experiences. So for example, coming up at the end of March of 2023, is our first immersive. And we're holding it in Dallas. And we've actually partnered with a gentleman, his name's Dr. Steve Marler, uh, where he has basically created this, this clinic where you can do these full body, super comprehensive scans to check for in preventative ways, some of the major, major things that can come up like cancer, heart disease. They have different blood work that they can do to test for, I think, over 50 different types of cancer. The differentiator, and this is where it gets cool, is that the way his operation is built is he has a network of physicians that he can get people in. If there's something major uncovered, he can get them in within 48 hours to see somebody. Think about that. The traditional health system, I mean, it can take months, months to get to a specialist, to get to somebody who actually knows what they're doing. So again, for us, when we're looking at wealth management, it's life management, right? Like if, if you don't have your health, then the money that you saved all these years really doesn't matter. And if you don't have a purpose and a legacy that you're living for and moving towards, then both without the health and the wealth dynamic kind of tied together, you're really not going to care about either one because you don't have anything to move you forward. So that's why we just saw this massive gap and massive ultimately opportunity to bring experts from all these different areas and really create this very cohesive, collaborative experience. Gosh, I love that. That is an incredible, you know, just outside the box mentality, right? And that's like the, the way that people have to think. It's not a matter of just like 
of doing presentations or asking questions. It's about like, how do you actually facilitate the ability for them to be better in these areas? And and how can you wrap that into your service offering? And, and y'all are like well ahead of many of the other peers. And I think that that's something so so incredible to do. I, I'm curious from the feedback from clients, the feedback from clients in this situation with with helping them. I can only imagine it's incredible. Um, I'm just curious of like, have there been any statements or, or feedback that you've gotten? I was just like, gosh, we know we are on the right track. Not only did we make this theory because it's a hypothesis that you made, but now you're seeing it in reality. And I just want to know how the feeling is on the other side by the clientele is because I think it's incredible. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been really cool. Um, Brian actually, again, founder of Sweet Financial and and my business partner in both this immersive experience and some other ventures, he's been talking one-on-one to some of his best clients. And it has been a resounding, like, oh my gosh, I want more information. I want to be part of this. I want to experience this. You know, especially when we start talking about health and longevity. And, and I don't mean to go morbid by any means, but you know, if you think about your traditional client, a lot of us work with retirees, uh, people who are close to retirement, in retirement, or right at that mark. And they're kind of looking at this as their last chapter. So if we can give them resources, and obviously there's never a guarantee, but if you can give them resources to help them potentially live longer, healthier, more resilient lives, oh my goodness, like what better gift can you give to somebody? Mm. So we have had resounding um, time and time again, people are just super excited for what we're pulling together. And I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain here. We haven't had a single person have any sort of, I guess, negative response to it. It has all been incredibly positive, incredibly supportive, and extremely exciting. I love that. I mean, I think, gosh, I mean, I, I wanted, I would dive into that so much further. And I, I think that there's so much there, but I know that we got to be respectful of time. And I want to switch gears to one other topic before we, yeah. before we let you go. And, and that's your recently released book, Dream Architecture. You released it, I think, in June of 2022. Just tell me about Dream Architecture. I mean, I think it's the foundation that you were alluding to, but talk to me about the book. Talk to me what was the reason behind the book and what the readers can expect from this such book. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, Brian and I wrote a book. It was called um, Dare to Dream, Design the Retirement You Can't Wait to Wake Up To. So that was released a handful of years ago. And after it was released and you know had some, some good accolades and, and good responses to it, we realized that we missed, like we kind of missed the boat and left out this massive step ahead of time. So that's how Dream Architecture, our newest book, was born. And it's all about building a retirement beyond what's possible. But you'll find that inside of it, there's nothing about like, you know, models or market performance or anything along those lines. It goes to the foundation of helping people realize that mindset is of utmost importance when it comes to creating a successful future. Uh, We talk a lot about how the impact of the people that you surround yourself with, you know, what's the, the whole adage, the whole saying of, you know, you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. And we give examples in there of how that proves to be true time and time again. You know, we talk a lot about how it's important for people to really keep their eyes on their own paper. You know, when you think about those precious years you're leading up to retirement or really any major life transition, 
there's a heck of a lot of people that have a heck of a lot of opinions and it can kind of throw you off course or throw, you know, maybe your own intentionality off course if you start listening to kind of everybody's opinions. So the whole book is really written on helping people embrace a positive mindset, focus on the things that they can control, surround themselves with people that are supporting and clapping and cheering for them as they continue to make progress in life as that's really the foundation of a successful retirement. You know, I, I, my takeaway from this conversation is that sweet financial goes beyond finance. It goes beyond the, the status quo retirement wealth management because the embodiment of the individual and the success that they have in all the sets of their lives will make them better with wealth management than if you weren't focused on it, right? It's like if you are healthier, you're going to be you'll be more inclined to understand wealth management. If you're having experiences, your mind will be clear. You'll be able to make better decisions. If you are if you have a purpose, you're going to have a drive with your money and you're going to know not to get out in bad markets, et cetera. It's like all these ancillary things help to drive successful wealth management. And I think too many people focus on returns and market returns and they miss the boat on this other thing. I, you talked about the founding of Sweet Financial. And before I get to my final two questions, I want to ask this, this final question is, or third or final question, I guess it would be. <laughs> what what underneath, like deep down, you said that you wanted just to help people earlier in this conversation. I'm just so curious how y'all got to this point because y'all have uncovered something that is really remarkable, that's different, that's so necessary. How mm-hmm. did you get to that point to understand and go against the grain of the industry? Yeah, you know... <laughs> That's such a great question. And I think it honestly goes back, Brian and I, Brian, the founder, we have very similar stories of of where we came from and both of us being raised by single moms. And from Brian's perspective and his story and really where the culture of the company was built off of is you know, it doesn't matter what your circumstances, it doesn't matter the things that have happened in your life. What matters is that you're pursuing opportunity ahead of you. And if you do surround yourself with the right people, kind of anything is possible. So I think when you come from a sort of humble beginning where the odds are against you in in a lot of different ways, statistically speaking, it really drives you to kind of have this ambition to really make a difference in people's lives. And the bottom line is, is that people often think, I was actually in a, in a conversation the other day and, and the gentleman was talking about how we always think that the next point of our lives is going to be the best. Like when I graduate high school, life is really going to take off because I don't have to listen to my parents anymore. And then it's like, okay, well, when I graduate college, then life's really going to get good because I'm going to get a job. And then you get that job and you're like, well, when I get this raise or this promotion, then it's going to get good. I mean, the cycle continues. People hit retirement. It's like, well, now my life's about to begin. And I think that if we can have the opportunity, regardless of where a person is at, to inspire them to make their life the stinking best it can be at that moment in time, that's really what fills our cup. And like I said, I think it goes back to what we were raised with, what we were brought up with, and how we've seen people's lives change when they really go headfirst into this whole concept of pursuing possibility. So evidence breeds action. <laughs> I, I mean, that is incredible. I mean, I can't imagine that, right? Growing up with just, you know, a single mom and, and getting through that and the, you know, the trials and tribulations that go with that, that just some people just don't understand. And that's the uniqueness of everybody's journey to get here. 
But then that idea of like, well, when I get to this next step, then everything's going to be fine. Like that's BS. When I make my first hundred thousand dollars, like I'm going to be fine. When I make my first million, it just is never good enough. And I love, 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 because I am a big proponent of it. Of like, screw that. Like yeah. we've got today, tomorrow's not guaranteed. We are born into this world with this mentality that we think we are going to be, inf- we know we're going to die, but we don't want to believe it. So we think we're going to be infinitely here. So we have yeah. all this time in the world. And by the time we realize that we don't, it's gone. And yeah. the idea of just like understanding in that moment, what we can do and how we can be better is is unbelievable. And I think that y'all are doing an amazing job uh, with Sweet Financial doing that. So I, I'm, I'm inspired by this conversation. I, I'm, I'm super encouraged by what y'all are doing and excited for what y'all have ahead of y'all. But more, more importantly, what y'all have right now at that firm. Before I let you go, I always like to ask these two questions to all my guests. And the first one is, is that part of the reason I do these conversations is not only to bring amazing people to our listener base, but because I like to learn. I'm a, that's one of my core values is learning. And I like to learn from these conversations and also via the books that others are reading. So you've written a book. So outside of your own book, Dream Architecture, which I know we all need to go buy, you can buy it at all bookstores that you can, you can buy books. What's one book out there that you just think that everybody should read if they haven't read it already? Hmm. This is a massively loaded uh, question for me because I love to read. Um, Some would call it a little bit of an obsession. So I would say if I had to narrow it down, Essentialism by Greg McKeown. I probably just butchered his last name, but, you know, and and I think I'll give this context to it is that I am absolutely no exception in the entrepreneurial world where I really find things that I don't love, new ideas, new concepts, new opportunities, those things. And and it's just such a great framing of focusing on the things with the biggest impact and really narrowing it down to those few key essential things in your life that are going to give you the biggest momentum. So that is one that I recommend and have recommended over and over again. I love that. And I got that book recommendation from someone outside of the podcast. So it's like two mm. in the past, like three weeks. So there's something there and it's on my bookshelf. I just got to read it here in, in my next reading here. Um, yeah. The, the next the next question I always like to ask is, and I got this from Barron's. They always ask their panelists, like, what's one piece of actual advice they should take away from this conversation? And I, I love that. So I always ask mm. my guests, what's one piece of actionable advice that you think our listeners here today should take away from our conversation that we've had here? I think it goes back to, there's actually a little sticky note that I can see right here on my monitor that I've had here for, I I don't even know how many years, but it's a Tony Robbins quote and it's success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So I think about, you know, when we talk about uncovering your why and the purpose and legacy and all those things that I mentioned, I think it's so important to have a definition of what fulfillment means to you. Because if you're not moving towards that, every ounce of success, every milestone that you hit, everything that you achieve, it's going to feel empty and it's going to feel void if you don't define what fulfillment means. So I think that's the one thing I would leave is just you know, making sure you understand what success really means to you and, and understand what a fulfilled life means. Gosh. Powerful, Brittany. I love that. And I'm all about that type of mentality. I think that more and more people need to have that and think about that because that will lead to happiness, not the next event, the next thing that won't lead to happiness. So Brittany Mm -hmm. Anderson, you have been gracious with your time. I'm super appreciative of you being on this podcast. I've learned a ton. I know our listeners have, and I'm sure they want to continue to follow everything that you're doing. 
both with Sweet Financial and on your own. And I know you've got so many other endeavors and, and missions. So what's the best way for people to continue to follow you, to get in touch with you, to be a part of your mission that you're you're progressing towards? Well, thank you, Matt. And I love having conversations with like-minded entrepreneurs. So this has been so fun. Yeah. So I'm on any of the major social platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all those good things. Um, Also, you can go to sweetfinancial.com. That's where you can learn a little bit more about all the cool stuff we're creating. We also have our immersive website, dreamarchitect.com. Learn a little bit more about the five pillars and my own personal site, brittanyanderson.com. So kind of all over the place there. Love it. Brittany Anderson, you're an inspiration. I so appreciate you being here on Bridging the Gap. Stay well, be well, and I look forward to talking with you here very soon again. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Bridging the Gap. Don't forget to give us a rating and let us know what you think. 